Welcome back. Full Circle Reviews. Tonight's episode is on Spider-Man No Way Home. Here we are with Luke. That's me. And Justin. That's also me. <laughs> and Kristen. I'm me. So this is the, the me's have it. The 2021 new release of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. This one stars Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, Woo! Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Zendaya, Marissa Tomei, mm. William Defoe. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which looked like he had a little bit of work done, but we'll get there. Jacob Bottelon, who plays Ned. Okay. Al- is it Alfred Molina? Yes, yeah. Alfred Molina. Okay, Alfred Molina, Jamie Fox. Yep. John Favreau. Yep. And there was also a cameo with Tom Hardy. There was. So because this was a new release, this was not any one individual's pick. This was a group decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let Justin start us off with initial reactions. I think it's my favorite Marvel movie. Favorite Marvel movie or favorite Spider-Man movie? Favorite Marvel movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You like it better than Endgame? I do. I'm shocked. I do. This is shock. When I, I left agree. The, when I left the theater, I was still like reeling from it because a lot happened in that movie. There was like, a lot. A lot. And in the Marvel Universe, there's been a lot of attempts at entertainment that have come out. And really the only two good ones have been... Far From Home, which came out shortly after Endgame, and No Way Home, in my opinion. And I really liked Far From Home, but I felt like No Way Home took it to a whole nother level. It was it was very diverse and kind of take you on a, a roller coaster ride of emotion. I mean, a lot happened to that poor kid. It, yeah, Peter it, was Parker. A, it was a lot. You know, a lot happened to that kid. And um, you really get to see his demons, you know, and the dark side of him. And what I found like super special and I think threw it over the top for me is like he gets to be somewhat mentored mm-hmm. by the previous Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like the part when he's beating the shit out of William Defoe, spoiler alert. And it's like Toby has to like, you know, tell him to stop. And I've been there, man, and gives him like shares his experience and everything. Well, he straight like, up stops him. Yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was just like that <laughs> moment. It wasn't like he didn't judge him. He didn't do anything. He just had compassion for him. And I felt like Toby McGuire just relished like that coaching moment and um i think that's why over the past couple days since we watched it it's just like grew in favor in my mind i got you that Mm. is my favorite scene yeah in this movie and in all of the spider-man movies i think possibly in all of the marvel movies that's my favorite scene yeah and favorite uh subplot element that's happened actually not so i'll touch on that in a little bit okay so i'm gonna jump in i loved it in the movie theaters, I was still trying to absorb it. I felt like, oh, maybe B, B plus. I was having a hard time deciding, you know, other than the nostalgia that was so easy for me to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. I was having a hard time determining if I really liked it, if I had to let it all kind of soak in. And I truly loved it. I thought it was great. I think it's my favorite of the Spider-Man movies. I can't say it's my favorite Marvel movie because I, sorry, Iron Man number one is still numero uno in my book. Um but I loved so many aspects of this movie. I felt like it was such a great way of pulling in, you know, the fan favorite heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Right. And what was really cool is being in the theater. And when they reintroduced the prior Spider-Man's. The reactions yeah. in the theater, there were cheers and gasps and clapping and yeah. cheering and shouting. And, you know, I remember growing up and my mom talking about when they went and saw the movie Rocky for the first time and people were like jumping up and screaming and cheering. It doesn't happen a lot no. where mm-hmm. people get that reactionary in a theater anymore. And it was overwhelming. Yeah, it really was. So I felt like it was beautifully done. I was really concerned going into it on how they were going to tie together a new storyline and bring in villains and prior Spider-Mans and not have it just be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually thought they did it beautifully. Yeah, they did. So that was my take. Luke, what are your initial reactions? I enjoyed it. Um, It's nowhere near my favorite Marvel movie that would go to one of the blades or the Punisher. Yes, Justin, I realize I'm alone in that. Oh, my God. But I enjoyed the <laughs> ride. I agree with Kristen on a lot of it. Um, there was a lot of nostalgia. And I did like seeing Sandman. I love seeing Doc Ock. 
Yeah. Um, and Andrew Garfield, of course. Um, those. Didn't we get to? Did we see Giamatti for like a quick second? I felt like we Giamatti. did. Giamatti. Yeah, as the rhino. Oh yeah, just for like a, a split a, second. Like a split second, yeah. right? I didn't bring him up, but yeah, um, we did. Well, I was just thinking because he was in the movies that you liked, right? In that Andrew Garfield ones. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Um, but yeah, and you do see also for a split second. I think you see Thomas Hayden Church, the who played Sandman. Just at the yes. very end, I think you see just him for a brief second. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the ride. It wouldn't be near my favorite Marvel movie, though. Okay. And so, that's okay. Yeah. Different strokes, different folks. Yes. So a quick synopsis on this particular flick. Not that, you know, anyone listening has not already known this, but this is just kind of what we do. It is. So this is really takes place after Spider-Man's identity has been revealed by Mysterio. Mm-hmm. He is desperate for... Um, you know, a chance at normalcy for fixing the lives of everybody who's been affected by that secret being let out into the open. Goes and visits Doctor Strange. And I actually thought the interactions between them were kind of cute. With they were. Sir, no, call me Steve or whatever his name is. Well, because it's like Spider-Man's still looking for a mentor. 100%. You know what I mean? And so I definitely don't think it's going to be Doctor Strange. I hope it's not. But um, the interactions were were cool. So he goes to see Dr. Strange to help him, you know, reach this normalcy that he's striving for. Yeah. And as Dr. Strange is trying to cast an incredibly difficult memory erasing type spell, he's continually interrupted by Parker's youthful grasps at maintaining some people knowing who he is. Yeah. And of course, the spell spirals, goes awry, opens up the multiverse. Mm hmm. And enter in other Peter Parkers, other right. villains, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, how do you guys feel about the plot? Do you think the plot was okay? Do you think it was strong? Do you think it had weaknesses? Give me your thoughts. I thought the plot was strong. You know, I didn't necessarily know where they were going to go with this movie, especially with the idea of a multiverse. So. I was kind of on shaky ground thinking about it prior, but I felt like they really, I feel like they really pulled it off. You know, um, the fact that Peter Parker, you know, played by Tom Holland, wouldn't have just been a pussy and just continue to do the whole thing and not worried about them getting into college, that everything could have been prevented. It's like a slight hole in the story, maybe like, you know, but other than that, I thought the plot was great. Okay. Just kind of shows his selfless nature mm-hmm. a bit. I thought that was a pretty good part, actually. Selfless list or selfless. Selfish. Selfless. I want to change the entire world because my friends aren't getting into college. Could be debated, right? Whether it's selfless or selfish. I suppose. But does the rest of the population know their world is changing necessarily? No. No. But if you woke up tomorrow and you weren't you, would you be mad? So I felt the plot <laughs> was pretty strong, really? too. <laughs> um. I didn't know how they were going to pull it off either. Anytime you bring in a multiverse, Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of comics where they bring in multiverses and it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. It can spin out of control really fast. And this was actually pretty well maintained. Um, So I will give the, I'll give the plot a, it was pretty solid. Yeah. I was really nervous because I felt like, Ooh, this is just recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a very, very big, you know, uh, mountain they're going to try and, and, and climb here. And I, think they did a, an excellent job with tying it all together and you know about halfway through the movie i kind of felt like you know i wish there was more green goblin like i feel like halfway through the movie that was my biggest complaint because william defoe is my favorite villain okay mm-hmm. of the various spider-man movies i've seen them all um and i felt like i just i just need a little bit more and i was really glad that i got that yeah. selfishly yeah. they they delivered on that i think they did great with Otto octavius absolutely he's my that favorite. was was it just me or did it look like he hadn't aged a day since he looked spider man he looked damn good yeah. that's crazy he looked really good so um i think they did a great job i actually i actually was not surprised that they killed off marissa tomei mhm because I felt like that was kind of a, a. They needed that to happen. He had to have a loss. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in order to become vengeance. And it wasn't MJ and it wasn't going to be happy. Or Ned. Or Ned. And I was glad that they didn't take that route because MJ would have been a, a complete copy of the Andrew Garfield movies mm-hmm. with yeah. Gwen. And, you know, Ned is like the only, not Ned, um, 
happy is like the closest thing to a mentor or father figure that he's ever had. Yeah. Right. And he didn't have an uncle like Tobey Maguire's Mm -hmm. uncle. So I felt like it was an absolute key moment in the plot that had to happen. Sad as it was, because I personally like Marissa Tomei. Yeah. And I thought she was great in this. She was. But maybe she'll be back now. I don't know. We'll see. I think she looked great, too. She did. I think in my notes, I put a I refuse to pull out. (laughs) In her high waisted 70s style jeans. She's hot. She's hot. But total milf. What I loved, I think the most, there's two things that I love the most about this movie. And the first thing was the fact that he ended up because he obviously lost Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. He ended up having the other Peter Parker's really as his guidance. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the two, there's two parts where they rescued him from their biggest regrets. Yeah. One was when Andrew Garfield saved MJ. And the other was when Tobey Maguire stopped him from killing Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. I think I I want to say there's one more on when he was, when he was introduced to them in the first place. Like um, he seemed to be losing his shit. Then I think yeah. he was teary eyed and everything and rage monkey and rage monkey. Yeah. Well, and, and he initially didn't think they were going to be anywhere near relatable to what he was experiencing. And I thought that it was very well put together on how they became relatable. Yeah. Um. So I loved the, the dynamic between the three of them. I even liked the, like, because Peter Parker is nerdy, mm-hmm. right? I even liked the nerdy dynamic of the three of them. Like, Comparing stories. Like, you fought an alien. I fought an alien. I fought an alien in space. What? Yeah. yeah. Nerding out. I together. thought that was classic. Oh, yeah. Love and how that. they each were smart, like, in their own way. Yeah. Yes. Like, they each had assigned tasks. Yeah. Yes. Based on what cool. they were good at. And what I liked is they brought in and kept each of the Spider-Mans true to their character. Like, Absolutely. this one was great at chemistry. This one was great at whatever. Yeah. Right. I thought that was really neat. The scene with them all in the lab. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll tackle this. You tackle that. I got this. I'll take lizard. I got him already. Yeah. before. Yeah. Um, I think they did a beautiful job of marrying the stories together. Yeah, they did. I would so, agree. I would sure. totally agree. Um, I think Tom Holland dominated and there's he is a clear reason why he's the best Spider-Man. I think that's, that's a point of conversation we should have. Sure. So Justin, tell me why Tom Holland is your favorite Spider-Man. Because he's my least favorite. I guess he's just really? the representation that I associate Beth with, best with and I perceive Spider-Man to be. I like his intelligence, his overall goodness and good behavior, you know, never wanting to do anybody wrong type thing. Help help anybody be in the neighborhood Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The friendly, yeah, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I like... I like just the whole persona that he gave Spider-Man, his awkwardness, like his nerdiness really comes out in his body language mm-hmm. because, you know, the times are different now from when the first Spider-Man came out, like his intelligence and stuff is more of a respectable thing than a quirky thing. Like it was kind of in the nineties movies made it seem like you were more quirky if you're intelligent. Right. So now it's like, I, I don't know for me, it's, I just perceive it differently. And like he, he's the epitome of Spider-Man for me. Okay. Luke. Um, well, I would just disagree. I, and I, I don't have a concrete reason why I don't like him, but I do have concrete reasons for why I like the others. Garfield. I just think he brought a grittiness to it, to his movies. Can you let me finish? Yeah, let, let Sorry. Luke have his opinion. Okay. So he brought a grittiness to it that was needed. It was, um, his stories that the two amazing Spider-Man, um, they just felt more realistic. Like if this was actually happening, this is how it would go down. And his character was less bubbly was mm. mu- he was more of like the uh, kind of like angsty teen. And he reacted to his uncle Ben's death the way I think just about anybody would by wanting vengeance and, you know, pursuing it. Um, I thought that the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans were just fantastic. Just, I thought Tony, Toby McGuire totally summed up the way Peter Parker should be. Um, and yes, just, I realize I'm contradicting myself, however, <laughs> but, uh, Toby McGuire is, was a fantastic Spider-Man and he summed up the geeky side, the I'm bullied. And now I get these amazing powers and how to juggle that. He conquered the great responsibility versus great power. 
uh, term the best, I think. So those are my reasons for liking those two. Tom Holland just hasn't done it for me. I hmm. just, when I see him as Spider-Man, I just kind of. It's because he's too young. I don't think maybe. So. I don't think so. He just seems, I guess, so forced. Like, I would argue that we've seen more of a range in Tom Holland than we have from the other two. Well, I mean, I, I would argue, but that's just because I'm partial to the other two. Well, then the only reason I say that is because we've seen Tom Holland as Spider-Man in like six movies. And neither, okay. neither. So the other because have, the Avengers had that opportunity. Too. Okay, yeah. so you're saying if the if that opportunity wasn't there and we were still on Homecoming, mm-hmm. would you still say the same thing? Like, would you still say he was your favorite? Yeah, for okay. sure. All right. So I'm gonna jump in. My turn. Um, I will agree with both of you for different reasons. Okay. I agree with Luke on Tobey Maguire being my second close second favorite. Okay. I agree with Justin on Tom Holland being my first, and here's why for me. I had a hard time imagining anybody but Tobey Maguire. I thought the Andrew Garfield ones were cute. Mm-hmm. I did, they weren't the strongest for me. I did feel the angsty teen that you said. I just, I, I don't agree. know about gritty. Well, it's my turn. Sorry. So, um, <laughs> I, for me, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man was kind of like Jacob in Twilight. You can't not love him. And he's very emotional, Mm -hmm. very uh, passionate, very emotion driven. I just feel that I like Tom Holland as a a Spider-Man the best because I feel like he's got the quirk, the brains. He's not gritty, but he hasn't gone through a loss the same way that the other two had. He got gritty. Kind of. So... I feel like Tom Holland is like the great early quote unquote Spider-Man and we're, we're a few movies in, but he's still kind of like the brand new Spider-Man. That's mm-hmm. like, hasn't become Tobey Maguire yet. I can't argue. So that's how I feel about it. I feel like he's got a lot of potential mm-hmm. to still grow. Now taking it back to the first time I saw him as Spider-Man, he was still my favorite. Interesting. Because I, I felt the same way then as I do now, he's grown quite a bit. But I think that he still has quite a lot of room to grow. It's a little, the Tobey Maguire ones were amazing to me. And I I feel like you can't discount the whole picture story of the villains, of him, of that whole storyline. I feel like a lot of what makes the Tom Holland version my favorite is his support staff too. Yeah, true. The combo with Happy. I love MJ. I Even though you don't like like Zendaya very much? She's all right. I don't think she's anything to write home about, but Mm -hmm. I think she works. I like the personality of the character. Better. Way better than Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, you know, neither here nor there. Other people could totally disagree with me. I did like Gwen Mm -hmm. a lot. Emma Stone. Yes. I liked her character a lot. What I like about Zendaya very differently is that she is not the damsel in distress. She is another force to be reckoned with in her own right. Like she's not, she's not a superhero. She's not Trinity becoming the new one. Yeah. We just saw the matrix by the way. Ugh. (laughs) Um, but I feel like that trio of Ned isn't Ned MJ and Peter Parker. I like the most. Okay. Fair so, enough. Nice. Anyway. Well, I think Kirsten, just to yeah, go back, go Kristen or Kirsten? Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. She was totally typecast based on the red hair. I feel like she was like, because MJ, you know, throughout just, just about every medium of Spider-Man is, you know, total redhead. And mm-hmm. I, I want to say that the pickings are pretty slim for redheads. I don't like her as, as MJ. I really they, don't. No, they dyed her hair for the movies. Yeah, she's usually. Is blonde. she really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, she's blonde. Like, so she's a like light in blonde, in like bring it on. Like, yeah. so like bring she it on was blonde, like a regular. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, she pulled off the redhead. She looks cute. Yeah. Well, because she has like the fair complexion. Yeah. And that's the light why. Skin. That's why it seemed like it was so natural. Yeah. But I can't. I personally, I, mean, I can't stand her. But who could who could outdo the original Spider-Man kiss? And uh, that was you can't. Down. I'm glad they haven't tried to recreate that because they're give it time. It. Please don't. Please don't recreate that. Cause that was amazing the way if it you was. Do, 
do it in a softcore porno. Wow. So they have. They have. I also Seriously? really uh, I also really enjoyed when the three of them were nerding out about their webs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're organic versus Yes. Yeah. And they're like, wow, you can do that just naturally. Oh yeah. How they had to make theirs. And I felt like it was really they did a good job of paying nostalgic respect to each individual yeah. actor and their parts. It also shows like the how technology is different. And how the storyline's a little bit in different. In each decade the movies were made. It's a trip. But so um I think that for me, Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man so far, but it, I I can't help that I was like a little schoolgirl when Toby Maguire walked back on the screen. I was like, <gasps> I love him. Yeah, he just looks so dark and beaten. It was, you know, it was like, okay, he looked like more of a well, he's in what his forties now. Yeah, it's just he's you not know, a kid anymore. He looked like being Spider Man might be getting to him a little bit at that age, which was good. You know, I guess every character's got to go through there. Okay, all right. Shit, now I'm just getting off the topic. Don't look mm, at me like yes, that. Sure. That's okay. So, I don't look at me like that. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other scenes in the movie. Luke, do you have any scenes that stood out to you that you enjoyed or did not like? Um, yes. Um, the Garfield reveal. Okay. Absolutely love that. And I got and I got goosebumps when it happened. I mean, of course I knew it was him, but yeah. still just they actually brought him back and I loved it. Um, the final fight scene. Okay. The three Spider-Man versus the the villain, you know, the sinister six villains. Um and the one I love too that I think just about anybody would agree is the Doc Ock bridge fight. Yeah, that that was fan fucking tastic. That lasted a long time. It, it did. Was. It nice. really did. And yeah. it was a he was a formidable opponent. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he had Spider Man dead to rights. If it was any other version of Spider Man, that Spider Man would have been dead. Correct. Mm-hmm. If they had anything but the Stark armor. Yep. So yeah, those are my three. The advanced that I technology loved. saved yeah. his life. The Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah. Justin. Uh, I still like the. The scene when they t- when he takes down the Green Goblin and, you know, like I said earlier, he goes full rage monkey and all that. And he gets coached. Um, I liked even though it was tough, like one of the scenes that will probably stick with me for a long time was the scene where Marissa Tomei, where Aunt May dies. Yeah. You know, that was it's pretty intense, like, a you know, good moment for me. Might have shed a shed a tear. Did you shed a tear for Marissa Tomei? Um, I liked. I liked the interactions between Ned and the other Spider-Man. And maybe this is going back to why you like Tom Holland as Spider-Man as much as the support cast. But like I, I geeked out at times because Ned was geeking out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? About being with the different Spider-Mans and the things that he's done. And like he's been able to like do these things that these guys couldn't. So he could be so much better type thing. Um, I don't know. There's so much I loved. I. I love the mirror dimension. That was probably my favorite sequence. Um, when Dr. Strange takes Spider-Man when he's trying to take the box from him or whatever, mm-hmm. because like I always see Spider-Man or like the other Avengers would talk to him like he's just a kid, but that he's very, very, very able and powerful and nobody gives him enough credit for what he does. And I think him fighting, Doctor Strange and going from like dimension to dimension and doing this and coming out and all he has is like a web and his effort. You know what I mean? Said a lot about who the character of Spider-Man is and is going to continue to be in the new franchise. I want to piggyback on that. Okay. On that scene. Two things. I have a love and a hate for that scene. Okay. I love that Peter Parker got out of that scene by math. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. Geometry. That was fantastic. Because it wasn't brute strength. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Or cunning. And I know Luke is not a a James Bond fan, but James Bond always outwitted his enemy. They might be twice as big as him. They might have twice the weapons as him, but he would find some little like niche to get out of that fight sequence. And I always love that. Yeah. Because it, it brains over bronze. I really appreciate that concept. So the fact where you looked at just the mirror dimension is all geometry and then figured out how to outdo Dr. Strange in that dimension. Loved that. Yeah. Dimension that he created and had control. Over control yes. yeah. yeah. Now that scene for me dragged like Linus's blanket. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I felt like it went on probably 
five minutes too long. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is cool. And this then, is so cool. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. We get it. It's cool. And I felt like they did that to give Doctor Strange a bigger part in the movie, but I don't think he needed one. No, he didn't. There was enough, enough protagonists. There was enough antagonists. There was enough conflict without more screen time for him. Yeah. I can appreciate his character and I don't dislike it. I just don't think that was time and place. I think okay. they do it a little too Inception-ish on that scene. And okay. I think it was just, they modernized the technology and the CGI to be able to outdo what Inception did. Oh yeah, because it pretty much started just like Inception. It was like in the city yes. and then all of a sudden it folded over. 100%. Yeah. And to me, I felt like, ooh, that kind of cheapened it a little bit for me for that scene. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the scenes, while I love the way he got out of it, one of the scenes that I, I think could have been reduced for my preference. Sure. Sure. I mean, um, my, my scene that I kind of didn't like was how Doc Ock kind of got taken out of the game. I guess this isn't a scene. It's just a uh, observation. Mm-hmm. How Doc Ock got taken out of the game so fast. Like how, yeah, he was the initial threat, but then it was just he was being controlled after that. I mean, I think he's one of the most formidable villains that Spider-Man has. But wasn't there already like two guys that were already, wasn't the lizard and somebody else already locked up? The lizard was Ock, locked up yeah. already. Yeah. And I thought somebody well, there was else two. was two. There was two. I think the sand guy. No, sand no, because him. he protected him with yeah. Uh, Electro. Yeah, no, it was somebody else. Well, there was. There was two. Hmm. There was. But there was one that never really came to fruition, right? I can't remember what it was. Well, all of them got out. I know, but there was one I felt like never came back because it wasn't Electro. It wasn't Sandman. It wasn't Sandman. It wasn't Electro. Um, it wasn't Green Goblin. Lizard was in there, but came out. It wasn't Green Goblin from... wasn't Green Goblin. And I I hmm. think there was just one, personally. But mm-hmm. I thought there was two. Too. Because by the time he sees it, Doc Ock is in there. So hmm. that's... Maybe. Maybe. Um, so for me, my favorite scenes... I love the bridge scene too, Luke. That was with Doc Ock. That yeah, was fantastic. That came out and it was like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going. I felt like it was so great and such a excellent opening battle scene. It was. And I felt like it was a really great lead up to the the fight scene with the three Spider-Men and the prior villains. The, what is it? The six? Um, they're. There was five of them, but I want to say that the majority of them were in a sub like villain group called the Sinister Six at one point or okay. another. Sinister Six. So it's a nerd Spider-Man fact. I like it. Yeah. So I really loved <clears throat> that particular scene. And I actually was really worried that it was going to move too fast, both visually and, you know, it'd be anticlimactic mm-hmm. was my concern going into it. And I thought it was beautifully artistically done. The cinematography, the visualization. I thought it had close to the right amount of CGI. Yeah. Without it making me dizzy. Right. I thought it was beautiful watching the three Spider-Man swing through the sky and through the Statue of Liberty. And the, I thought it was well done. It was, it was visually appealing. It I was. would agree. I, I really, that stood out to me. It was. I really did not like the fact that they put an, the iron, the uh, Captain America yeah, shield, just on say the Statue that. of Liberty. That bothered me. What the fuck was up with that? That bothered me. It was I that didn't something because like that. That, I haven't seen Endgame. Is there like something about that in Endgame? This is the kind furthest of. past Endgame that we've gotten. Okay, like in the I thought it was Marvel just, universe. It was stupid. It, I, but Captain America is becoming like the new head. But Captain America is now the Falcon because Captain America died. Well, and yeah, so Captain America in the way Endgame well, he didn't die, no, the way Endgame ended. Captain America went back in time to when he was before he was frozen and right. The super soldier program and did not become Captain America. Butterfly effect lived out his life with his love of his life and died with agent Carter. And so Captain America undid himself. And so now the Falcon has become Captain America. So it was a weird tribute to me that his shield was on the Statue of Liberty. And that bothered me because Statue, Statue of Liberty, Liberty is a, a monumental statue of importance. It is. And it, I thought it, it, it really irked me. It doesn't get much more USA <clears throat> than the Statue of Liberty. And I get that they they tied it together that it's it's very USA and then Captain America. I get that. 
I get it too. It just feels like something that shouldn't be touched. I agree. Yeah. It was forced. It didn't feel natural. Yeah. At least ham fisted attempt. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. So I got a ham all fist. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Now. We already talked about the scene where, you know, Aunt May passed. Let's talk a little bit about the, about the scene at her gravesite mm. with happy and Peter. We're talking towards the end. Towards the end of the movie. Okay. Um, it was, a, I felt I, the only way I could describe it is appropriate. Both acted appropriately for, um, where they were in the universe, like where they were in their, in their respective universes. And I think Peter handled it very adult. Like, I mean, cause I don't know. I, I was hoping he might say he might like, I, I don't know with the whole them all forgetting who he is at East Spider-Man and everything. I didn't, I don't know if I would be capable of making that. That was pretty rough. Yeah. Was rough. Making that kind of a sacrifice. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. It was a major, I think it was a, a moment for Peter to really display his maturity. In that moment in the theater, did you realize that they didn't know each other until they spoke? Or was that surprising? No, it's, um, I, I think that was kind of like, uh, my guide there is that when I saw them talking, I already, I knew they didn't know each other at that yeah. moment. So I see, I thought that was, <clears throat> I thought it was predictable, but I thought it was beautifully done. That was pretty, definitely done. predictable, but, but yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, I actually think that the whole part about him going to visit MJ and seeing Ned and then deciding not to kind of reveal anything because they look happy yeah. and they look like they're on their right path. So he does what a superhero would do and goes on about his life on his own. And that hurt my heart a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Growth. But I thought that was, I thought it was, I, I think they couldn't have done it another way. I would agree. No, like finished off showing that Spider-Man has now matured. Right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Sure. I think if they would have shown it to where he came back and like detracted, it would have been like, why did we just have this whole movie? hundred percent. It would have irritated me as a viewer yeah. of why did I just what sit the there two and a half happened? hours for the kid to get what he wanted and then not want it. No, I like the fact that he, you know, showed him moving into his own apartment and like studying for his GED and like you can do the superhero thing and. Did I imagine it or did he go and visit the different sites that the other two Spider-Mans had talked about being their favorite sites? I thought he did. I thought he did too. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a good moment because it, it was kind of an important dialogue driven mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. By saying where they, where they, their spot was. So. Yeah, I did like that. All right. So those are my most notable scenes, except <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the post credit scene. What the hell was that? Justin. I don't fucking know what the, that bullshit was. Someone else start. Well, I'm technically so there was there was two, right? So there was a mid credit scene, which is the one that we stayed and saw, and then there was a post credit second scene that we had left before because we didn't think there was going to be another scene. Oh, we didn't. Okay. Yes, we did not. <laughs> so the first <laughs> after movie scene was the scene that brought in Tom Hardy. Correct. You know, the cameo with Venom. And I like left the piece, the we piece of the symbiote behind. We predicted that shit, though, that there oh, was yeah. going to be a Venom. Well, because it was in Venom 2. Correct. There will be garbage. Let there be garbage. Mm -hmm. Correct. Was, was there was a post-credit scene that tied the two together. So I, I expected there was going to be a post-credit scene that tied the two together again. But it was weird the way they did tie it together. Like, psh now your memory's gone of Peter Parker. I didn't even know you knew Peter Parker. Like, peace. I think I'm just still sour from Venom 2. Like, when I when I saw Tom Hardy, my heart sank a little bit. And it's kind of like when we reviewed Let There Be Garbage. We both, we all kind of agreed we were worried about where this was going now that they mentioned Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And I hope they keep it as a post-credit only. But would you rather have... If if they're going to bring Venom into Spider-Man, because Venom's Sony, right? Even though it's still Marvel, it's Sony as well, right? Venom. Yes, it's correct. Yeah. Um, so if they're going to oh, keep yeah. bringing Sony characters, because Spider-Man's technically still a Sony character. They had to get rights. Disney to had to Disney, buy the rights. Yes, for Spider-Man. To have them in the first Avengers movie and to like for every step of the way. So there's some kind of partnership of them working together. So now it seems like. They're going to continue this trend. And so I'm wondering, like, Morbius. Morbius is the Spider-Man universe as well, right? So Morbius is 
a Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. So are we eventually going to see a movie with the three of them working together towards something? It seems like that might be the direction they're taking. I, I mean, just hope I'm at least glad we don't have to see Topher Grace as Venom again. I would have rather seen that than really than the Venom from Let There Be Garbage. Do you remember in the how- Spider-Man? I remember it was cheesy and campy, but and he was very I liked whiny. It. I liked it. I liked okay. it that Eddie Brock. I didn't. I mean, I liked the Venom from the original Venom much more than the Toe for Grace Eddie Brock, but still, I enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. So I read, and it could be argued that the left behind piece of Venom with the symbiote, right? So I read that it had something to do with the fact that. Tom Hardy's character became aware of Spider-Man on his little island venture because he was watching the news in the lat at the end of Venom. Right. And so then this post-credit scene is the continuum of the post-credit scene in Venom to where he then went down to the bar and he was understanding who Spider-Man was. And the reason he got cast the way he did out of the bar was because Dr. Strange's spell reached him to forget who Spider-Man was Yeah, because his goal was to go after Spider-Man at that point. Mm. Now the symbiote was left behind. I believe that droplet of venom that hit the counter, right? That droplet still has the memory of who is Peter Parker and Mm. Spider-Man and that that symbiote is now going to, go look for and bond and bind with Peter Parker. Black Spider-Man again. I hope not. So that's what I think is going to happen. Hmm. Um, I think they're doing three more Spider-Man movies. They are. They signed on for another trilogy. Now this movie itself, fun fact, almost didn't get made because Sony and Disney could not get along. And the reason it got made is because Tom Holland forced them to negotiate and renegotiate to be able to, have the MCU enterprise Marvel, right? Um, the Spider-Man and Venom kind of come together because technically they are Sony, the same storyline, but they are owned by two separate company companies. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think that scene was trying to allude to because when Tom Hardy and the Venom attached to Tom Hardy were zapped out of that bar, he no longer has memory of who Peter Parker and Spider-Man are, but that, that droplet left does. does. Cool. That's what I think the purpose was. I would, I would agree. But if that were to be the case, then that would take, I mean, the way you explain it makes sense, but it took a lot of explanation. I had to look it up because I didn't get it either. But I feel like that would be hard to convey in a plot that, that piece of symbiote retain the information that the post credit scene, you know, it's just, I feel like it would, if you remember, the bartender was still there, too. I would. I understand. And so if that piece of the symbiote binds with the bartender, there's now a vessel to get there. I'll tell you what I think. I think they're I going to keep it. it. I think they're going to keep it at post credit. I think they're going to continue that plot, but only in post credit scenes. Hmm. I mean, we'll think about the post credit for Venom. Let there be garbage. I hope you're right. I mean, could you see that? The last Venom was garbage. Yes. And so I don't want them to ruin Spider-Man. I agree. And I'm concerned about that. And it implied that Venom was going to be a force to be reckoned with in Spider-Man's universe. But I don't think the director of these Spider-Mans is going anywhere because he's made each one. So Although another- he did sign on to be the director for Fantastic Four. So... My thought is that the, it's not going to remain as a post credit scene because I feel like that's the break off. So rather than bringing in let there be garbage shit venom with that director and that production company, this was the split. Yeah. And I have a feeling they're going to bring venom into Spider-Man, but it's not going to be Tom Hardy as venom. They're going to have to because they have they cannot blew their a, wad on yes. villains here. So they can create their own Doc Ox, their own lizards, their own. I mean, all the other, all the other the villains other that are used. Harry Osborn. Yeah, they could, they could do that, but that seems kind of cheap a little bit to me. There are lesser villains in Spider-Man. Um, some that wouldn't be as well known, but I hope, I don't know. I, I just, I hope neither touches each other. 
is what I'm trying to say. I hope Venom stays out, even though he's a main, he's a main villain to Spider-Man. I hope it's not the Tom Hardy one. Yeah, I I, I have a feeling we're not going to be that lucky. I have a feeling that they are going to bring Venom in because Venom is the only real villain that Tom Holland has not directly fought yet in any way, shape or form. I also, but I hope that they do it with the director of the Spider-Man movies and not the way they did Venom. I hope it is a complete circus and his bullshit, a complete and total split. Yeah. Cause that's the only way it's going to work. I agree. So, um, the other post credit scene, the one that we did not see in Mm, the theater, please tell me all about it. Is a teaser for the next Dr. Strange movie. So, I like Doctor Strange. I think he's lame, but that's me. It, I couldn't get through the movies. I love him in the Avengers, and I love him as bit parts. But the Doctor Strange movies, I couldn't get into. He is a secondary character at best, in my opinion. He is good for support. Ideally, one of the most power. Ideally, ironically, one of the most powerful. Yeah, but that's why I don't like him because he has his limitations are so like vast. He has no real limitations. He could do anything. It's like he has there's nothing that can really stop him except for Spider-Man. With geometry. With geometry. Okay, stop permanently though. Like right. there's no real threat. For me, I just feel like the Doctor Strange <clears throat> movies went too fantasy fairy tale for me. It was too much. I would agree. I had a hard time getting into it. I had a, I, I just, and I really like a lot of the Marvel movies. In fact, we've had this conversation before. I prefer the Marvel movies to the DC movies to date, even though I like the DC comics and characters better. Everything except the Snyder cut. Okay. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on that. So I like, I like DC way more anyways, too. Yeah. So, um, anyway, any way. So back to that scene, it's, showcasing Dr. Strange looking for Wanda and it's taking place post the Disney plus Wanda vision. And he's trying to look for her to explain the multiverse. And she's trying to look for her children that are in a different. That she had during the multiverse. Correct. Yeah. So it's a tie in for the next Dr. Strange movie and to bring the red witch Wanda back. Dope. Scarlet witch. Scarlet witch. I thought they called it the red. Okay. I thought they called her the Red Witch. Some people do. Okay. In the, in the movies itself, but I think her actual name is Scarlet Her origin Witch. is Scarlet Witch. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she was originally Magneto's daughter. Wanda Maximoff. Mm-hmm. Had a boy. And her brother was Petro Max or yeah. Petro Maximoff. That's right. And he was fast as fuck, boy. He was Quicksilver. Yes. And I like him a lot. But there's so, different Quicksilvers. Anyways. There are. So anyway, <laughs> so that was the second post credit scene. Um were there any other scenes you guys want to touch base on or do you want to move on to the next topic? Um, so I just, I just had one thing. I don't, have you guys seen into the spider verse miles no. Morales no. animated? No. Okay. I just, I liked that they brought the different Spider-Mans and like different villains. And I thought they very carefully chose what they did. I was just curious if you guys had seen that movie because are you going to are you going to say the uh, the conspiracy thing about it, about the date in the background of the there's this video I watched about it. And, I don't know. Please. Okay. Please well, elaborate. It, there's a scene from it where it predicted the release date of this Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. It was December 17th. And there was a date in the background that was highlighted when he was jumping out of a window once. That was December 17th. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Wouldn't put it past him. But anyways, I'm sorry. I interrupted you for a change. So all I was going to say is I was glad that they stayed with the choices they made and didn't like bring Miles Morales because for some reason I thought, okay, there's going to be like a multiverse. Why wouldn't they go into the, that was what that whole movie was about was the multiverse. So eventually this character has to come over. Yeah. But it didn't, so they stuck with the Parkers. They stuck and with I the like Parkers, that too. Yeah. I really do like that too. Yeah. It has nothing to do with race or anything like that. It's just yeah. I it's mean, just has everything to do with just Well, the they did make Parkers. a reference to that. If you remember, there was a part where Jamie Foxx's characters mentioned something about being a, a black Spider Man. Yeah. There was a part in the movie about Miles that. Morales. Yeah. I know, yeah. but th- they did make reference to it in mm-hmm. this movie. Was my point. Well, and in the Spider Verse, they have all different kinds. I mean, they have the older Tobey Maguire esque. Peter Parker as well. And that they also have one that's a pig is also like Spider-Man. from the Simpsons movie, spider Almost, pig. But like an actual pig. And he does have like Spider-Man abilities and stuff. It's actually a good movie. Okay. Maybe I'll pick it for a later review. It gets like 90 something on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Fun fact, husband. That's good. 
Let's see what else. That's it. All right. Um, <clears throat> what'd you guys think about cinematography through the movie? There were several moments where I appreciated it. I can't really point one out, but there were several beautiful, well thought out moments. And I guess if I were to pick, there were several during the final fight scene alone mm-hmm. and on the bridge alone that mm-hmm. really I loved. I mean, just little, even if they were little like one second clips, like a shot of from inside the car in the back seat of it going over the bridge or something. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stuff that I really appreciated. Yeah. And thought they did a fantastic job. Fantastic on. job. I mean, I must have had at least 10 visual orgasms. It was amazing. I can vouch for that. So I even liked the scenes where Peter and MJ were zipping through the city mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie when he grabs a hold of her and tries to rescue her from the mob that wants to attack her. Oh God, I'm never doing this again, but it's so great. I never understood. Yeah. I never really understood that. Why? I don't understand why so many people were attacking him. Because they thought he was the villain. I get that. But how didn't half of the people also agree with him? It's mob mentality. You get enough people together that are thinking something and they. That's true. It just seems like it just seems like the majority, maybe half of the people would be for. I I just don't think I just don't think that's how it would work. But that's me. We also got to remember in the last movie, Mysterio was very much broadcast on every screen. Everybody loved him. And now Spider-Man's the one that killed him. That's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, good point. That's and stole Iron Man's technology and murdered all those innocent people. That's right. And has the power of the drones. So. uh, I, I can see it. Okay. Um, all right. Who is your favorite character of this franchise? The Tom Holland folks, not taking it back to prior villain to prior Spider-Man's well, um, in this cast of are, characters. We're talking about outside of Spider-Man. Are we you, ta- can, you can talk about seri- Spider-Man. But this series is what yeah, you're we're saying. talking about like Marissa Tomei and um, John I mean, Favreau, mine's, Zendaya. Mine's from Homecoming and it's uh, the Vulture, Michael Keaton's character. I thought he was a fantastic villain. Okay. Um, and he was a lesser known one too, that got mm-hmm. a lot of respect. So, and it's, I think it was a great idea. The vulture, all the vulture is about is about, you know, scooping up these parts from these superhero fights and making something out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, think it, I think it's a great, it was a great character to highlight. Well, we're seeing him in the uh, Morbius trailers. So that was him. Maybe yeah, yeah, that was like him. him. He said, yeah. Hey, you and I got to talk dog. Yeah. That was him. So maybe we, he'll be. Uh, I remember. A I, had, I love my. There was a Keaton. fleeting moment where I thought, was that Keaton? It seems like for the last fifteen years he hasn't aged. True Ever story. since he made the movie, like was it Birdman? Yeah. Ever since White Noise, in my mind, Fucking that was like two thousand four. Some twin bullshit White Noise. No, that was, that was White Noise bullshit. Is the coin phrase? Yeah. It is. Um, okay, Justin, favorite character. Hmm. I think I just got to go with Spider-Man. Okay. I got to go with Tom Holland. I just, like I said earlier, I think he's the best Spider-Man. I think he was like meant to play this role. Um, I love the different avenues of his personality. I guess the different areas of his personality. I like the strength. I like the shyness, the awkwardness. I like the kindness. And then I like the rage that we saw, you know, showing us that he is human. He's not just a goody two shoes, Captain America type character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's there's real emotion there. Um, And I just like the fact that he's like. The glue to everybody around him, like he keeps everybody coming back for more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would probably vote that Ned is one of my favorites. Okay. And the reason for that is he's such a, a nerdy fanboy. He is. And I kind of love him for that. And it, I feel like he's so excited to do everything he can to help his best friend. Yeah. And he's like the ultimate support. And I actually think the interactions between him and MJ are hysterical. So for number two, he really didn't help out at all. No, but I, and I, it's arguable how helpful he really is without just being... The voice of the support. undying support yeah. and dedication. Plus, he just makes me laugh, right? He comes on scene. And he's googly eyed and goofy. And I mean, yes, I love Happy Tom. Happy go Holland. lucky at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I love Tom Holland. I would argue that Happy is probably one of my favorite characters, too. But that takes it over from the Iron Man mm-hmm. yeah. franchise. But I think Happy, same, same thing, but older, right? What about J. Jonah Jameson? Hate him. Yeah. 
Always hated him. I, I got nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. He's the he's like the voice of the city. He's the guy that was on the mega. Oh, on the big, okay. Yeah, he was uh, in the Raimi, the Sam Raimi ones. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does a great job. I, I really like him. I think he does a great job. Um, I think there was a little bit too much of him. I would agree. I, I think agree. that they tried to make him his own antagonist and he needs to be a supporting role and not forefront. Yeah, I agree. So, I, wish, I wish he was back to be an editor of the Daily Bugle. Personally. Yes. Yeah. So I agree. All right. So stick we talked to the on, newspapers, talked on characters, talked on cinematography. Ready for some fun facts? Yeah. Let's hear. Okay. Uh, number one, William Defoe in both the original and in this one wore fake teeth when he was Norman Osborn and his actual teeth for Green Goblin. Really? So he capped him? Because mm-hmm. he has fucked the, up teeth. To make him look better. And then he uses actual teeth in the Green Goblin. No costumes. shit. Have you noticed since I told you how many male actors have horrible fucking yeah, teeth? Yeah, ever since you called, you, Did you pointed see that out. Reeves today? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the bottom, God, it was the bottom tooth. It was painful. Fuck, it was yeah. like a bulldog tooth going across like three. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a missing tooth at one point. And then I saw, okay, no, that's just. Yeah, William Defoe's grill is up there with Kevin Costner's. It's pretty bad. Is it William? Or, I thought it was Willem. William. William. Okay. Defoe, um, like D E D A F O E. Oh yeah, I just, Defoe, I just like always thought also. it was Willem. That's all. Oh, I'm but that's pretty me. sure it's William. Maybe it, maybe I'm wrong. Um, number maybe two, it's Will I am. Benedict Cumberbatch did not read the whole script. Oh. Well, he really didn't need to. No, he only read his parts because he wanted to be surprised and see how the movie came. Oh, that's pretty together. cool. Well, because it's going to tie directly into his movie, so. Yeah, so he wanted to be surprised. I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. At first I was thinking he was just a dick, but that's kind of cool. I actually, so this was the first time I really, truly liked Doctor Strange was in this movie. Maybe we should watch the movie again. You might like it. Maybe. Jodie Foster's, you know. Was it Jodie Foster? I don't remember. I think, I think so. I think you're thinking of The Accused. No, I thought Jodie Foster played the Are you person that trains Doctor Strange. You have Strange. to remember, I didn't enjoy... The Doctor Strange movie, so it doesn't look that stick. Up. You look that up while I continue on my fun facts. Yeah, go ahead. So I already mentioned earlier that Tom Holland saved the movie from being canceled because he worked on negotiations with Disney and Sony to make it happen. Um, the next one is that in the comics, Ned Leakes is a Daily Bugle character that turns into the lizard. Ned Leakes turns into the lizard eventually. Well, he turns yeah, into he Hobgoblin, was... actually. Okay, I, I Hobgoblin, I got. Yeah, and that's and hence the line in the movie mm-hmm. about I promise not to turn not into to turn a super villain. Correct. And murder you. Correct. Because if you remember, what I don't remember which one it was, but one of the previous Spider Mans makes a comment to Ned about Ned, huh? You work at the Daily Bugle, and trying to determine who Ned was right. to Peter Parker. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that is, that is cute. I thought that, that was kind of fun. That's kind of fan service to comic fans. Yeah. Um, and my last fan favorite. Oh, go ahead. Did you find the answer? I did. Not even close to Jodie Foster. Kind of looks like her, but like English style. Who T- is it? Tilda Swinton. British actress. Familiar. Okay. So, uh, you know who she was? She was the ice queen from, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Never seen it. Narnia. Oh, okay. You seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All who right. she was. Okay, last fun fact: uh, Tom Hart, um, the, uh, Tom Holland. You got it. Jeez, started filming this movie two days after he finished filming Uncharted. Really, and this came out before Uncharted. Uh huh. Uncharted comes out in 2022, and that's when I was saying that in the theaters today that I really want to see. Yeah. Um. So he had no break between the two. This is probably why he's taking a break after this one, too. That's what he and Zendaya said. Start a family. So I I have some respect for him. No problem with having some mixed race spider babies. I'm cool with it. I cannot believe you went there. All right. Um, I don't know why I can't believe that, but I can't. (laughs) You know, I just hope they enjoy some euphoria with themselves. All righty, then. So on to. Reviews. What, like, Critics first what or ours? I'm sorry. I just show. I can't believe you just in. said that shit either. I know. I'm, I'm reeling from it. It's a show. It's just a show drop. All right. Okay. 
So who wants to go first Luke or do does. we want to do critics reviews first? Critics. Okay. I know Luke likes to do that first. I, I don't do. know why I ask every time. So, Because <laughs> you're polite. I try to be. All right. Do I have this? Yes, I do. All right. IMDb. Oh, 9.1. Justin? I'm going to say IMDb gave it 8.2. 8.9. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes. I have both critic and audience. Critic, 89. Okay. Audience, 94. Justin? Critic, 82. Audience, 97. Critic was 94. Audience, 98. Wow. Shit. So. Wow. I know. And it did have a uh, runtime of two hours and 28 minutes, and it is classified as an action adventure flick. Fuck yeah, it is. It was also Luke's first experience at IMAX. It was. And I, I, I know this bothers you, Justin, but I would much rather have been somewhere else. I much would have rather been you at could the. See the look, Justin. I seriously, question our friendship sometimes. Welcome to my world. All right, mm-hmm. wow, gentlemen, who would like to go first on their review and why? He Joe. would. Okay. Um, when I started this review, it was a B minus. I think in my notes I even have it written B minus. But talking about it, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. Because I. Remember, I think it's something to do with how analytical you are about this and how you bring us back to uh, when we were seeing when we were viewing these scenes and the and the feelings you had during them. And I just remember a lot of nerdgasms. Yeah. Like I remember really feeling awesome, like at times. And for a movie to evoke that kind of emotion out of me, it deserves better than a B minus. I'm going to give it a B plus and a B plus. It's not an A only because I felt like at times it dragged. Okay. At times it dragged and the plot was chaos, but it had to be chaos because it's all work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, B plus is still better than I expected to give it, but I'm going to go with B plus. Excellent. Justin. A plus. Oh, like, A plus. Okay. hundred percent said probably definitely favorite Marvel movie. I think it's what one of the highest grossing films ever. We haven't I guess gotten we'll there get yet. There. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a fantastic movie. There was parts where I was like, like you said, I was like, eh, they're spending a little bit too much time on this. But I'm like, but by the time we got to the end, if they wouldn't have spent the time in doing those little things and that little extra like 45 second conversation, like everything wouldn't have made sense. You okay. know what I mean? Everything okay. wouldn't have been able to come full circle. So. Yeah, I just loved it through and through the plot, the filming, the acting, the CGI. The CGI was fantastic. I will give you that. Yeah. Everything. It was hard to discern at times when what when it, the CGI started. Yeah, yeah. The only the only downside I could say is, you know, that comment that I made earlier is if he wouldn't have just been a little bitch about them not getting into college, none of this, they wouldn't have all had to go through all of this. Yeah. They would have been fine. I mean, he's an Avenger. They'll be fine. Yeah. But, you know. That's true. But MJ had But besides that, that, I'm glad they went down this journey because it was amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I give it an A minus. Wow. Okay. Um, in the theater, when I first finished seeing it, I was like, oh, maybe it's a B, maybe a B plus. I was still having to absorb it quite a bit. And then the next morning I woke up, I'm like, no, it's definitely in the A range. Um, and the reason I gave it an A minus, not a solid A, is a couple little just minor tweaks, right? I thought the Mirrorverse scene was a little too long. I thought there was a few parts that were like, okay, all right, well, that's fine. I get why they did a lot of them because it gave you more background. It gave you more. I mean, and you have to have a little bit of downtime in between all of the things that are happening to absorb it. The action the whole time. Cause then it's just, it's boring. And you got that adrenaline fatigue. Right. So I get why they did it. I do think there were some parts that were a little long. Um, I think that the, 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 the shield on the statue of Liberty pissed me off. Straight pissed me off. It pissed me off in the theater. I made, made you comment. be demonstrative like Luke usually is. I was is. pissed in the theater. I didn't like that at all. Um, I think it's, I know it's not meant to be, but I find it to be a disrespect. I do too. And I didn't like I it. I totally do. Um, and then I, I don't, I'm concerned with the post credit <clears throat> scene and the, the next steps, but that doesn't really relate to this movie itself. No. So the movie itself, I loved it. I enjoyed the ride. I thought there was a lot of really great, strong points. It's a high a minus for me, but I feel like 
that mirror verse scene and the the Statue of Liberty, I, I had to take it down a notch. I don't blame you. Okay. So that's where I'm at. Justin A plus, me A minus, B E plus for Luke yep. puts us at a solid A minus. A A minus. Somewhere yep. in there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, kids. Well, thanks for listening in. Catch Go. us on our next episode. Go Full check circle it out. reviews. Spider Man. Signing out. Bye. Bye.